0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, drop shipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody and welcome back to the show. Today I had the honor of interviewing an amazing Amazon selling legend, Amy Weiss from Amazing at Home. Amy's also coming to Australia in a few short weeks to join us at the Amazon Collective Mastermind Retreat in the Yarra Valley on the 29th, the 30th, and the 31st of July. She's appeared on so many podcasts and webinars about selling on Amazon, and I am thrilled to have her on the show. And today, we go on a journey together to unpack exactly how she performs product research, listing optimization, and launching new products using a proven formula that she's tried and tested for years. And she unpacks every step in an easy-to-understand way. It's an an absolute must-listen interview, this one. Now, as I mentioned just now, she will be joining us at The Collective that Regina Peterbergsky and I are holding together with Norm Farrar and Paul Barron uh, in July. So if you're a six, seven or eight figure Amazon seller, please join a small group of big Australian Amazon sellers to mastermind and take your business to the next level. Now, to learn more or to apply for a spot, head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash collective. Now, the Amazon Collective Mastermind is now brought to you by Pioneer. So thank you, Pioneer, for sponsoring our event. Now, also, don't forget about the upcoming India sourcing trip in 2022. It's in October. I'm so excited to be invited back by Megler as a coach again this year. So please join me and dozens of other Amazon and e-commerce sellers on the experience of a lifetime in New Delhi on the 12th, right through to the 19th of October. So to register your interest in that event or in that trip, please head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash India. Now, don't forget to join the Facebook group, theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. And I'm still offering private coaching, so please head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris. And let's get on with today's show with Amy Weiss. And hey, welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. Today, I am absolutely thrilled, delighted, over the moon, excited to have Amy Weiss joining me on the Australian Seller Podcast. So Amy Weiss, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me again, Chris. You were just talking about that we, we recorded an episode like five months ago and um, and I, we covered so many things on that episode. So I'm just excited to be back at it again and uh, connect with you again and uh, getting to meet you in person soon too is really exciting.
0: Well, that's right. You're coming out in a few short weeks to join us for the Amazon Collective Mastermind in the Arrow Valley down here in Melbourne. So you're flying all the way across from the United States. Whereabouts in the US are you?
1: I'm in San Antonio, Texas, which Uh is um, South Texas. It's Very hot here, so I'm looking forward to some nice, crisp, cool air in Melbourne (laughs) coming your way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be coming far, far down south into the southern hemisphere in the depths of winter, but it will be beautiful. I'm hoping that it's not too sort of wet and cold and dark and rainy and stuff. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful, and hopefully we can like catch a balloon. We're looking at maybe doing some balloon rides if the, the weather permits. We've got Norm Farad joining us. Paul Barron's going to be joining us as well. Uh, we're going to have upwards of 25 to 30 uh, advanced and high-level Australian Amazon sellers joining us. So it's going to be an amazing weekend. So I can't wait to see you and actually meet you in person for the very first time.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. I'm stoked about I've never, I've done a lot of things in my life, but yeah. I've never done a hot air balloon ride. So I'm <laughs> excited for that to happen. I'm also bringing my husband Rashid along yeah, yeah. and Rashid's also a seller and, um, you know, he has never been to Australia before. So I'm excited for him to see the outback and for him to see, you know, what I saw when I came to Australia the first time, which was just the most amazing wildlife, the most just amazing people, food from all different cultures. And uh, yeah, if, I always tell people, if you haven't been to Australia yet, you just got to go because it's, it's great.
0: You do got to go or well, you got to come. Anyway, let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's show. So I wanted to uh, go on a bit of a journey with you because you're really well known for sourcing and finding product ideas without using software like Helium ten on Guru, all those sort of, you know, the usual suspects that we all use as Amazon sellers or many of us. Um, Tim Jordan's well known for this. You're really well known for it. Talk to me about the sort of process that you follow when you're looking to develop a new product and find that, you know, your next product to sell on Amazon.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Most Amazon sellers, to be fair, right, they start with software and they look for products and keywords. You know, products are supported by keywords. And then they take those products and they look for the right keywords to list them under where there's the most uh, opportunity. And then they hope a customer will choose them instead of the competition. And I flip that whole thing over. (laughs) So (laughs) instead of starting with the software, I actually end with the software. So I start with the customer. I look at that customer and who they primarily are. So, You know, if you think of a customer avatar like me, I am a cat lover, right? (laughs) Um, I'm a cat lover. I'm also a crossfitter, a competitive weightlifter. You know, there's things about me. There's things that I love and I buy and people that I follow and needs that I have really needs, wants, and desires. So if we take just one aspect of me, and that's the cat lover aspect, Uh, And, you know, I, I did this on our sourcing trip to Mexico. I, um, I talked about, you know, when you take an avatar and you add all the categories to that avatar, instead of only selling to them in one category, you can suddenly really expand your brand beyond your wildest dreams Mm -hmm. and meet them in every area of their home. Um, and in, in every area of their life. And it's it's just really exciting because you become, you know, their kind of it's like they, you become the brand that gets them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you know, me as a cat lover, for example, I do buy things in the kitchen that have cats on them. I buy the little spoons that have little cats on the end. I buy mugs <laughs> that say cat lover. I, you know, all kinds of stuff. In the garden, if we talk about garden and outdoors. I buy, you know, garden statues with cats. I would buy plant pots with cats. I would buy catnip in a pot for my cats. You know, (laughs) there is so many things, both indoors and outdoors. And we talk about the office. Do you know how hard it was for me to find a cute mouse pad with a cute cat on it? Like (laughs) nobody's selling that stuff. Like So, the problem with starting with products Mm. is you you get stuck immediately in analysis paralysis, right? You go, okay, I really like the kitchen, but pots and pans, man, those are saturated, right? Yeah. But if you start with, oh, man, my grandmother, she is Italian and she makes, she's the best Italian cook. What does she need? What does grandma buy in every department, right? And you sell to that Italian cook, you know, whatever she's wearing, whatever she's cooking with her spices, her, her decor, you know, um, there's just, there's so much to do there. So for me, I start with the customer, I start with the avatar and I dig into what they're talking about, what their needs are. And then I go into the keywords, Right. So then right. I go into the, the departments. So today I was actually on a coaching call uh, with a client in Australia
0: hey. and
1: um, this client was, um, was looking at a pretty saturated niche Right. and we took a specific avatar mm-hmm. and we said, okay, but what else does that specific avatar buy? Right. And we went into the kitchen and we're like, okay, well, what about this? What if we made this thing in the kitchen Mm -hmm. out of a different material that would appeal to that buyer, right? Same thing for kids' toys. If you take, for example, like a Montessori toy Mm -hmm. and you apply really popular plastic toys that are already trending, Mm -hmm. that are already exciting, but you apply it to the Montessori side instead of just copying the same stuff that everybody else is doing. Suddenly in the customer's mind, they see that and they go, Oh my gosh, I can get that in Montessori. That's amazing. Right. Right? And they get all excited about it. So all I'm saying is flip it the other way around. And when you look at a keyword on the page with an avatar in mind, suddenly opportunity just,
0: just, it just pops to life.
1: Yes. A keyword does not look the same when you know your avatar. Because when you pull it up on the page, you go, I know they're not selling to them here. I know exactly what I'm going to offer them. And then, you know, the thing that people get all nervous about is they go, okay, but Amy, you know, how do I know that the cat lover is going to buy the, you know, the office product with the, you know, with the cat thing on it, right? What else are they buying? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the thing. So if there's already a popular product with different designs on it, um, that isn't being sold to that niche, then you really you have more than one keyword to go after you got the cat lovers side of things, yeah, you know, yeah. suddenly that office set becomes a gift for cat lovers, it, you know, meets all these different keywords. There's people search for things with cats on them, you know, and it also yeah. meets the mouse pad and who doesn't love a cute kitten, right? <laughs> so that's kind of the way that I, I look at things. And, sure. you know, we have, we have a program where we go through these steps. And then after you find your, your ideas, yes, we have a 14 point validation checklist that we go through. Right, right. And my whole motto is launch with confidence. Yes. I want you to feel secure. I want you to know that you're going to be profitable. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that your customer is going to buy that product. Um. And I, I really want you to feel secure going to market. And that's why we have that 14 point validation checklist so that you can take those ideas and you can make sure there's search volume. You know exactly yep. what keywords you're going to launch under. You know why the customer is going to choose you and not the competition. And you've verified that. Yep. And you're going to be profitable. The market is growing. You know, all these things. And then suddenly all you got to do is source it and, you know, protect an aspect of it. I usually try to make sure you do that too. And then, you know, you just, you're off to the races. And so far, following our method, people have had massive success. We haven't had anybody who's followed our method and has launched and has went, oh, you know, nothing nothing sold. You know, like they sell out and the worst problem they have is people being out of stock.
0: I had a fantastic, thank you, Amy. And I had a, just on to your point, I had a student uh, a few years ago now, she was right into a certain breed of dog, absolutely crazy about them. And she built a really nice little brand of products that were this sort of type of dog, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she's doing really well. So yeah, it's a it's a great. Um, and she knew the avatar, obviously. So it was really just a matter of going, okay, we've got this breed of dog. How do we apply it to different types of products to uh, uh, and to really to appeal to that audience? Fantastic. Okay, so you found a product. What do you do with your listings then to make them pop? How do we convert our our, our peeps to to become customers on our Amazon listings?
1: Well, I mean. I think there's there's the magic of combining SEO with, mm-hmm. you know, because you got you gotta be able to get the customer to your listing. Like that's that's the first thing. Like I, I often see people, you know, they'll hire a copywriter, but they have zero SEO knowledge, right? So they've got these individual keywords smattered throughout their listing, mm-hmm. and keyword phrases is what are what wins with SEO. The other thing that's important with SEO is that you aren't trying to rank for everything. Because if you try to rank for everything, you rank for nothing. So it's really important to kind of focus on what your main keyword is. And that means like, what is your customer's page one? You know, what is that page one where you feel like you have opportunity and you can convert? And then from there, you need to look at those related keyword phrases and try to make sure that your listing is the most relevant Mm -hmm. for that keyword phrase. Mm -hmm. But before we add SEO, what we do is we start with a copywriting uh, and photography mantra that follows the customer's buying mindset. When customers buy a product, they go through a process in their head,
0: mm-hmm. and they
1: think about five key questions. Oh, good. So, our five key questions, and, and the beautiful thing about this is if you answer each of these five key questions, you have five bullet points, right? Mm-hmm. So, you answer each of these five key questions, and then for each bullet point, if you have a photo to represent it, now you know, if they say people don't read the listing, that's right. They look through your photos and they might skim the listing, right? right. I say the listing is for SEO yeah. and then your photos are for that show and for getting that buying decision. But how do you decide what to put in your photos? And so what we do is we answer these five
0: questions. All right, and hit then me. And for each
1: of the five questions we answer, we have a photo to represent it. Mm-hmm. So let's go over the five questions, shall we?
0: Yes, please. <laughs> I'm talking to you. So...
1: Hear this. Imagine you're buying something and whether you're buying a car or whatever, you know, whatever it is, the first question that you always want to know is, is this for me? That's what you want to know, right? So you need to know your customer avatar and you're answering the question, what is your unique selling point? Like, Tell them why this is for the cat lover. Tell them why this is for the person who wants to organize their kitchen but specifically why this is for them and why your competition is not, right? You want them to feel like this product is specially made for them. So even if you're selling a water bottle, that's the same as everybody else's water bottle. You need to remind them, my wa- this water bottle is specially designed to keep your drink cold for six hours and your coffee hot for eight, you know, so you are going to be so happy with this, right? You want to remind them, you want to create doubt in their mind about the uh, the competition. Yes, you don't just right. want to give them blob, like, oh, it's a double walled stainless steel. Nobody yep. cares. People want to know, is it for them and why is it for them? So that's your first bullet point and it should be your second photo. You got your main image. yep, And then your second photo shows that USP. Excellent. The second question that comes into a customer's mind after they're shopping and they're going, okay, it's for me. I like it. All right. What's included? What do I get? How big is it? How many pieces do I get? Does that dog in the picture come with the, you know, come with the product? Yeah. They want to know what's included so that you answer that question. You tell them, you know, it's five inches high and two inches wide and, you know, it holds eight ounces and, you know, and it's, it's made out of this and, you know, it's, Mm. Whatever they should care about with that product, you want to explain that. And then that is your third photo as well. You're showing them what's included.
0: Yeah.
1: If you think Excellent. about it, you're looking, yeah. you're looking for a new car, right? You come in, you're like, oh, is this one for me? And then you get inside and you get under the hood and you're like, what's included? Does it come with <laughs> these cup holders? You want to know, right? And then the very next thing after that, you start to doubt The first doubt comes in at that point. And this is when the customer goes, okay, but is it going to break? Like, is it quality? Like that's what they want to know. Or does this come with a warranty? Like, mm, you know, do I really need it? Right. So this is the first point of objection in the sales process and in the buying process. So this is where you bring up and bullet point number three, this is where you bring up your quality or your warranty. So, this is where you're showing, like, man, this thing is, we use the highest quality. It's double stitched. You know, we really care that this lasts, that you can hand this down to your grandchildren one day. Yeah, yeah. It's or a we daily. have a really great warranty, you know. It's, you know, we back, back it by a lifetime warranty, whatever. You don't have to have a lifetime warranty if you're selling candles or something, you know, but <laughs> tell them about the quality of yeah. the wax, tell them about the care that you put into this, you know, mm-hmm. don't put a bunch of jargon in there about how it's like double tested. Like customers don't know what the heck that means. Like nope. talk to them about how like you can, they can trust you, you know, you're building yeah. that trust. Like we got your back. And show a photo of it. I can't tell you how many times people are like lifetime warranty and there's no photo. Are you kidding Mm -hmm. me? Show a photo of the lifetime warranty. If you're going to talk about how yours uses such better quality material, then you should have a photo showing like this is top quality, right? If you're selling a supplement, you should talk about, you know, in in the case of a supplement, a health supplement or something, you should talk about the quality or the warranty behind it, right? The testing in that case. Uh, So that's, Your next photo and your third bullet point. And then number four, bullet point number four is this is also where the second bit of doubt comes in. So they go, okay, I got it. It's quality. But then they want to know, hmm, I don't know if I really need it. You know, I bought a water bottle last week. I think I can still, I I can use this one. It's fine. So bullet point number four is all about showing them all the ways it's going to fit in their life. Okay. So you it's multiple uses and I love a good quad photo that shows like kitchen, camping, outdoors, indoors, whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it is, you're showing them all the ways that they can use it. Now, if it's a light bulb, <laughs> if it's something that's very simple and there's, you know, there's not all the ways they can use it, well, then you can also show them how easy it is to use. So you could do it Three Mm -hmm. easy steps to this, or you could do like multiple uses. So this is a great bullet point to call out all the different ways that it can fit in their life or the photos to show how easy it is to use or, um, or, you know, that nice quad photo that shows all the different places they can use it. And then finally, the last bullet point is gift or mission. So, you know, you've taken them all the way through this journey. Now you want to show them how wonderful this is and how thoughtful this is to give it to someone else. The biggest gifting um, mistake I see in people's listing is that they will say, this is a great gift for birthday, Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Mm -hmm. Day, all the days. (laughs) And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, like this is a gift for somebody specific. You know, this is a gift for an occasion that's specific. Is it a really good bridesmaids gift? Is it a really great baby shower gift? Like actually show why, like talk about why it's cool for a baby shower, you know, like, why will mom think that you're yeah. like, you brought the best gift to the baby shower, right? But why is this a great gift for grandparents to, to give to grandchildren, whatever, but also do your keyword research, because a lot of people don't do their gifting keyword research. And later on, when you go to room PPC for that gift, you want to make sure that that phrase is in your listing. So do some gifting research, really think about what Uh, gift this is good for now again if you're selling like a light bulb or something like if you're selling a headlamp for a car that's not really a giftable thing so that's when we show mission so this is where we say you know we've been in business for 25 years you know we've whatever it is where we're showing that you know you can really trust this company with this particular product um or you know, if you're selling a cell phone accessory, this is a great thing yeah. for like compatibility. Oh, of course, you could fit that in multiple uses as well. But you get the idea. You can kind of play around with this last bullet point depending yes. on your product. Uh, some people, if they're selling like supplements, for example, we're not going to really be gifting uh, vitamin C. So <laughs> we can show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be a nice gift,
0: but. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: But uh, we can show um, for, you know, vitamin C, for example, we could show, you know, the quality standard, we could show a story about the company, we could show a mission behind that. Um, so and what a lot of people like to do also is compare against competitors, right? So like, our vitamin C has 5000 MCGs, where this one, the leading, you know, brand or whatever, only yeah. has 1000 or. Whatever it is, it's a great place for a comparison photo as well.
0: That's awesome. Thanks for Amy. Um, okay, so we've got our listing all tickety boo. Uh, let's talk about launch. How are we going to get this thing launched and ranked? What do you do there?
1: Yeah, so I have this launch strategy, <laughs> and I've been <laughs> using it for years. And of course, I've um, you know altered it a little bit over the years as Amazon changes, but for the most part, it remains pretty solid and i split launch into three phases And the first phase of launch is where you have a really great optimized listing Uh, you got that main keyword nailed you've got relevancy nailed um, and you know that's during your honeymoon period as well so the first thing that you want to do is you want to make sure this is assuming you have a great listing and you know your seo is nailed down And you want to, the first week, and I see so many sellers make a mistake with this. And it's very, very important. The first week, your listing isn't indexed yet. So when you first launch a listing, you need page visits in order for the search engine to recognize the relevancy that you've put in your listing for various keywords, so in the beginning, yeah. you only kind of index for like your title. You know, the, you, the search engine doesn't really trust you yet. It hasn't really crawled everything and analyzed you yet. And the way you get that crawling and that analysis and that relevancy is through page visits. So in mm-hmm. the beginning, do not start an auto campaign because Amazon okay. doesn't know who you are yet. And if you start an mm-hmm. auto campaign and you have an indexed, you're going to get a bunch of bad, bad, listen to me, bad. I don't know what that word is. Bad, bad data. <laughs> bad. And um, yeah. and what's going to happen is your listing could potentially index for a bunch of irrelevant words and could push you down in search. So during that first week of launch, you want to set up an exact match keyword campaign, manual campaign, Bam. for
0: mm-hmm. three
1: to five of your best customer page one medium to long tail keywords. So this is not the keyword water bottle exact match, right? Like this is (laughs) like stainless steel water bottle exact match, right? That page one, that's really, really great. That you're going to get some phrase match, you know, um, Mm -hmm. matches there. You could, you could do sometimes depending on the keyword, If I'm working with a client and it's a really good phrase match, sometimes we'll throw a phrase match in there just because, you know, we know people are going to type something in before or after that word. Um, And we still want to really index for that main word. So depending on the keyword that it is, sometimes we'll do phrase match. We won't do exact match uh, or we'll do both, Mm -hmm. but it's a small campaign. It's very focused. And the whole point behind it is to tell Amazon who you are. And get page visits, and get the listing crawling. Get people visiting your page. Get the listing, the search engine crawling your listing and indexing you for those super mm. relevant keywords. So
0: that's right. Because if you if you leave it for like an automatic campaign, and I totally agree with you. If you let Amazon decide, you'll get some you'll get some crazy conversions through some wacky keywords that you didn't expect. And that's kind of you know in a, in an idea, well, that'd be good. But in the case of really when it, when a listing first starts life it you need it to be indexed for the most relevant and high high quality yeah and you don't want
1: to you don't want the search engine to see you as relevant for things that are not related. Yeah, um that's and right. that's just not it's not a good move. So that first week what we do is we work on getting our first initial reviews and hopefully we've done a good job in pre-launch in engaging with an audience pre-launch where we have some great buys and reviews lined up. So ideally we want to just get a few reviews. We're not, we're not talking like, you know, 16 reviews in the first week. We're talking like two reviews. We want to drive a lot of traffic. We want to exact match traffic, like really, you know, Mm -hmm. relevant traffic to the listing, Uh, get it it indexed, you know, get it looking good. Um, And we want to get our first one or two reviews published. That gives us now the ability to unleash the beast in phase two. So when we have those first one or two reviews published and we look really, really great in terms of index keywords in the listing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we're seeing those ads at the top of the page for those exact match keywords. You know, We might've gotten some conversions there too great. We're not really aiming for conversions during this first week. We're just getting some traffic going. Okay? okay. So then once we get that going, then we flip over to phase two. And this is where we make sure that we have an incredible offer. Like we want to have the best price. We want to look beautiful. We want to have a a one or two reviews published and we are going to unleash the beast. And this is where, (laughs) (laughs) this is where I set up four targeted auto campaigns. And what I do with auto campaigns is I do what I do a single targeting type in an auto yes. campaign group. So we'll do a close Go match group, a clo- close match campaign, a loose match mm-hmm. campaign, a substitute substitutes campaign and a complements campaign. So yep. four different auto campaigns. And the reason we do that is because we want all of the budget in that campaign to be focused on that one targeting type. It's incredibly effective and it allows you to see what is the best and it allows you to index very fast for super relevant keywords. So you do those four auto campaigns. And then we expand some of our manual campaigns beyond those first couple of keywords, right? That we were looking at for sure. indexing. So now is where you might want to make your ranking campaigns and your manual campaigns, that kind of thing, right? I'm focused on sponsored products at this point. I'm not creating headline search ads and stuff like that. I don't. Um, sponsored yeah, products I don't. are what ranks you. But the magic happens with what happens off of Amazon. Because only 50% of Amazon's traffic goes direct to Amazon to shop. So all those people, all of your competitors who are not going off of Amazon at all, Mm -hmm. you're going to kick their butt if you go off of Amazon. So what we do is three forms of external traffic. Cool. And one of the forms is almost always Google ads. And the reason is because 60% of the external traffic that, um, is off of Amazon comes from search,
0: right? From so, Google.
1: and who owns most of search?
0: Mm, Google. That's true, right? That's
1: true. I mean, they own like eighty-seven percent or something, and then the rest is like split between all these other search engines, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a lot of search. So, Google Ads are cheap. You can run them straight to your listing. Amazon mm. is a really well-known domain, yes. um, and it's, you know, so Google ads do take about a week to spin up. So I usually spin them up during phase one mm-hmm. while I'm getting, you know, because they're, I'm not getting that targeted traffic yet from Google anyway. Yeah. So I just spin them up. And then when I hit phase two, I'm really making sure that I'm honing in and I'm focused on those keywords and I'm I'm getting there, right? I'm getting people Mm -hmm. to my list from Google, okay? So Google, I'm not focused, it's middle of funnel. I'm not focused on like, oh, I'm gonna convert, like make massive conversions on Google. That's not what the Google ads are for. The Google ads are to capture all that search and because Amazon loves diverse external traffic and yep. Google is diverse external traffic. Mm-hmm. So it just ranks you. It sticks the landing on your rank. Back in the day, people used to do giveaways and then That's they right. would stop. They'd get all this diverse external traffic from their giveaways. And then they would, after they were done with their giveaways and they were ranked to page one, they'd stop. And yep. Amazon would penalize them and throw them down to page 10. Because right. they're like, oh, I see what you did there.
0: Yep. There's
1: no more traffic coming. So. It's fine if you're going to use like a referral site or like, for example, let's say you're running a super deal on your listing, which you should be when you're first launching, you should be aiming to break even and make a ton of sales. Yep. Um, you don't have to do giveaways because that's not really the cool thing anymore. But what you can do is you can run a super deal and you can go advertise on some of the top refers to Amazon, which are some of the deal sites. Yeah. Right. Deal news and some slick deals. Those are top referrers to Amazon. Mm. Those shoppers are already looking for deals. They're ready to buy. So that's your top, that's your bottom of funnel source, right? You want one bottom of funnel source, which is like high conversions. Okay. So have a super deal, tell an influencer about it. You can, you can also submit your deals to um, deals, influencers uh, they'll talk about them on Amazon Lives, on TikTok, all of that. Um, deal influencers—they'll just take your deals anytime. Like they, you don't need to hire the influencer. You can just <laughs> submit your deals to them. Yeah. Um, they want them. You know, there's all these deals, Facebook groups, all that. Submit your deals to all the places. Get all the traffic to your deal, yeah. and then you know, advertise on something like Slick Deals or um or any of the deal sites that are top refers to Amazon. Mm-hmm. And then you have your Google ads going. So you've got that consistent study traffic that's, you know, helping you also index and rank for more keywords on Amazon. Yes. You got your deal traffic, which is going to help you convert. And then you just pick one other source. So whether it's, maybe it's a Facebook ad, maybe it's, you already have a Facebook group that's interested in, you know, you're sending mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe it's a Pinterest ad. A I lot was of people say. will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pinterest, yeah. Yes.
1: So, the idea is during phase two, you're sending all this traffic, you're converting like crazy, you're ranking like crazy, you know, and you're not focused on Amazon only because Amazon off Amazon traffic ranks you three to one over PPC alone. Yep. And what we see when we do this, when we do this, and what we see in our BSR charts compared yes. to our competitors our competitors' BSR charts go like this, right? This yeah, up and waves. down, yep. up and down, climbing ladder. Our start there in phase yes. one and then they just go Climb down it. a slap yep. and it's just beautiful. And you only see that when you're applying external traffic in this way. It is just a beautiful thing and it will rank you like nobody's business. So then... Once we are matching our closest competitor, not the top competitor in the space, but our closest Mm -hmm. competitor's um, daily sales, and we're happy with where we're at, then we move over to phase three. Okay. And phase three is ongoing sales and profitability. So maybe Mm -hmm. we're going to take off our deals. We're going to optimize our campaigns and we're going to keep the traffic going in terms of like Google ads and good PPC, we're not, you know, but we don't need to like have our deal sites going anymore. You know, you're going to keep your one max two external traffic going, you know, probably your one organic version of external traffic and then Google ads, and then you're on Amazon PPC and you just coast it out. You optimize yeah. it, you coast it out and you keep on selling and you try to stay in stock. Like that's the <laughs> most important thing, right? Um, and, and that's how we launch.
0: That is an amazing launch strategy. I absolutely love it. The reviews that you mentioned at the beginning, is that something as simple as like a Vine review or do you have enough time to even wait for a Vine review or is that sort of a little bit family and frenzy?
1: So we try, I mean, I like to set up, when I launched my first, my invented product, I had 61 pre-orders on my website that um, that I just fulfilled through Amazon. Yeah. So, you know, if you have a list that you can, and people are like, well, how do I get a list? Well, mm. you know, I mean, you have to know your customer. A lot of people just focus on products. So like we were talking about product research earlier. Yes. This is the reason we focus on an avatar, because it's much easier to talk to an avatar than it is to talk to a product and beg someone to buy it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, it's, you know, it's having those conversations, it's bringing people into the conversation. It's, Mm. you know, getting that going. Um, And so if you can talk about your product before you launch it, um, and you can get a few people like, hey, you know, I would love your feedback. If you have their email, it's not like you're incentivizing their review, right? Um, You're having a talk with them, they're giving you their honest feedback, right? Yes. And then, They're they're helping you out with the review, but um, if they have and here's the thing, if they have problems with your product, like this is why you want someone that you can talk to that you're not going through Vine because and there's nothing wrong with Vine. You can set up Vine too, but the problem with Vine is if some if there's some problem with your product, now you're gonna tank. Yeah, you're gonna get two, three one star reviews, and all your sales are gonna go downhill. Where if you focus on phase one and getting a family or friend or someone on your list Mm -hmm. to that, you can contact that's willing to give you honest feedback, you know, Mm -hmm. buy it on Amazon, get the box in the mail, open it up. Tell me about your unboxing experience. Tell me any reason why you wouldn't leave a five-star review for this product. You're not going to hurt my feelings because trust me, if you won't leave a five-star review, neither will anybody else. That's right. So That's, this is the phase when you want to fix it. And nearly everyone that I've ever worked with has had some problem during this phase, either their packaging, when they passed inspection and everything was good at the factory. And when it got to Amazon, the packaging was smashed. Yeah. or, you know, something happened and being able to intervene in this way and get honest feedback from somebody you can talk to is yes. going to provide a better customer experience for Amazon. So it's not like you're, you're incentivizing 50 to hundred reviews. No, if, that's you know, right. You're getting two people to give you honest, open feedback so that every customer experience after that is better. Yeah. And so that's, that's how I look at reviews. And then what I really try to do with future reviews. Like we just did this it's time to brand course in my mastermind group where I taught everybody how to set up a funnel where uh-huh. they're constantly can be getting um, emails on their email list. And that way their next product launch, not reviews, constantly uh-huh. getting reviews, but constantly getting emails on their email list so that their next product launch, or even yes. if they need a boost, they can reach up to their email list and they have that personal contact. So that's always my goal is like, The unboxing experience, when we design the product, we want the unboxing experience to be good and we want to set up a funnel that is going to send people to our website and get their email that's valuable to them.
0: Yep. Yep. That's fantastic. Absolutely. You need to have a list. I totally agree with that. I've actually just got a new brand at the moment. I haven't had time to build one, but uh, yeah, I need to uh, get onto it. So great advice at a great moment. Um, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, I can't wait to see you in a few short weeks at the Amazon Collective Mastermind with Norm Farrar and with Paul Barron and obviously Regina and myself and a bunch of sellers. Uh, it's not that far away i, I want to thank you personally for coming and also for today like it's just been i know it's been very disjointed we've had a lot of technical issues throughout this episode it's going to be pretty pretty fun to put together but uh, and you've been extremely patient and waiting to uh so you know things can restart and whatnot so i'm very grateful for your time and your patience and for coming on and sharing all your amazing skills and wisdom with us today it's an amazing launch strategy and yeah just a whole new way of thinking about selling on amazon thank you
1: Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for having me. And you know, it this kind of stuff happens. So it's it's just wonderful to be able to spend the time and um and I can't wait to see you guys in Australia and we can Definitely at the Amazon Collective, we can dig deeper into strategies. We can <laughs> yes, talk about please. funnels. We can get into inserts, like all the good, juicy details. I love it. Thank
0: you. Amy <laughs> <laughs> from Amazing at Home. Thank you so much for joining me today on the, on the Australian Seller Podcast. You're the best. Thanks. All links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.